feel awkward, huh? <laughs> we'll figure it out soon. We'll figure it out soon. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. Oh, we're starting? Oh, yeah, we're starting, Manny. I didn't hear the music. I can hear the music. (laughs) You can hear it right here, Manny. It's in your heart. It's in your heart. Okay. Well, I'm Manny. (laughs) We're having a little bit of growing pains, but uh, it's for the good. (laughs) It's all for the good. Yeah, pretty much just testing out new equipment. Yeah, you know, it's it's been due time, man, for sure. Like, I think uh, we've gotten past the point of... uh, kind of dipping our toe and trying this out and seeing if we're serious about it, you know? It's been over a year, so... Yeah, no, definitely time. Definitely <laughs> time. I think we, we floated on that old equipment for a long time. No, definitely. I got my very, very cheap $150 worth. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a good investment. So it did its job. It's time to upgrade. Yeah. So hopefully I'll figure out how to use all this soon. <laughs> and get it all working properly yeah 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 sorry about that it's all good we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but uh anyways manny let's roll into some headlines okay so you actually had a story about ghost racer or something like that yeah so this is an old article it doesn't have to do with nicholas cage right <laughs> no it doesn't have anything to do with nicholas cage okay no so This is an old article. I recently stumbled upon it, and I thought it was super fucking cool. Uh, But it is back from 2014. So full disclosure, this isn't new. It's new to me. (laughs) Just like when you buy a new used car, but it's not new, but it's new to you. Yeah, it's it's new to me. I'm on the used market of articles right now. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so uh, this is basically a story that came out, and it's about a kid... Um, whose father passed away. So his, his father passed away, and him and his dad used to play Rally Sport Challenge. I believe that's what the game was called. Did uh, it say like a console or what platform? Uh, this is the original Xbox, 2001. Ooh. Yeah, this is old school right here. But his father ended up passing away. And he kind of went back, and, you know, it was his dad's console kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he went back and, you know, dusted off his dad's old thing after he died. This is several years later, you know? Yeah, probably like when when did the Xbox One come out? Like It already came out at this point, I think, no? Well, I mean, the, the Xbox that they were using was from 2001. So that was yeah. the original Xbox. But the article is from 2014. 2014. Is 2014 when this whole situation happened? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that might have already been Xbox One. So he actually dusted it off, pulled out the games, and, you know, kind of just reminiscing a little bit, right? So he cracked open that old rally sport game, and he found his dad's ghost. How? How? Well, you know when you play, let's say, Gran Turismo, and I set a lap record, Mm -hmm. and then you can turn on the ghost mode to chase my ghost around the lap. I did not know about that. No? No. Do you not play a lot of racing games, Manny? Motion sickness, that's right. Actually, no. I mean, my childhood wasn't, like, where I was able to, like, enjoy all it, be able to experience any of this stuff. Um, my very first console was a GameCube, but that was, like, when the GameCube first came out, and, like, that was probably the biggest present I was ever given during my childhood. 
Okay. But, of course, money, certain living situations and everything. So uh, my choice of games were limited in, ba- in, in availability to get them. Okay, all right, all right. So for the longest time, my the only game I had was Luigi's Mansion. Got it, got it, got it. All right, so I think most people have have played like some of those old Gran mm-hmm. Turismo games, and I, I'm not even sure if Forza does it. I can I, check. I, I mean, so. I play Forza now. Okay, well, well, the Horizon. I don't know if Horizon does it, but I'm not sure. But basically. You set a lap time, and you'll kind of have this like semi-transparent car running the lap, and that's basically a recording of your best lap time. Mm. So this so way you, you kind of see where you were at before. And if you're ahead of the go- ahead of the ghost, basically that means you're beating the time. Yes, exactly, exactly. If the ghost trails out in front of you, that means you know you're chasing your time, and you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> so he found his dad's ghost in there. In the form of those lap time ghosts. Huh. So I thought that was like a super, like, you know, it's kind of like one of those feel good things, you yeah. know? And I thought that was fucking cool. Obviously, I don't have kids and don't plan on having kids, but, uh, you know, my kids will never touch my fucking lap times. <laughs> but I thought that was like actually a super cool thing that I didn't really think about, but it is something that you could kind of leave a mark on. It Not remi- permanent it, if you ain't good enough. True, true. It like this whole story like she reminds me of the movie Tron. Tron? Have you seen it? Uh I think I saw it back when it was in theaters, but I don't really remember it to be honest. Oh, dad goes away missing and stuff. He just completely vanishes. Kid grows up and he just starts seeing a trail leading to actually discovering his dad inside of a video game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit. A little bit in a different sense for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like now the kid can never beat that lap time. Like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really fucked up. True. He's, he's kind of stuck there, but it, I thought it was still kind of a cool thing for sure. Oh, yeah. I did check. So the Xbox One did come out and release 2013. So this is the original Xbox. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be like somebody dusting off my old PlayStation 1 I have in the closet. True, true. So, with that, Manny, if, you know, let's say, what is that, almost 15 years? Let's say 15 years from now, if it's not your kid or whoever it might be, dusts off an old game console in your room, what ghost are you leaving behind? Like, in a racing game or? Just in general, any game. Huh... I guess the game that you would play the most that would probably be the one that they dust off to kind of remember you, and that's what was left behind. I would probably have to say the Dark Souls series games. The Dark Souls series games? And it'd just be the ghost of you getting murked all the time? Yes. (laughs) That's kind of traumatic, Manny. Actually, uh, comedic. (laughs) Because they can legit see how I died. That's true. That's true. 50,000 bloodstains where they I can activate them to see how I died 50,000 times in one location. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. That's a lot of ghosts. <laughs> and then and next thing you see one random ghost flying off the ledge and dies. Yikes. Yeah. You still haven't really played Dark Souls, huh? I got maybe... Maybe 10 hours. 
split between like one and three. <laughs> that's that's nothing, honestly. No, no, it is not for me. I'm a casual game. I think we've had this discussion before. I'm a casual gamer for sure. Yeah, if you try to do Dark Souls, you really can't play it casually. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's one that you definitely have to dedicate the time to. And that's just not the kind of game. Dedicate I the do time anymore. and the level of like um intention on playing. Oh yeah. You have to block out like a good amount of time consistently. <laughs> but like if you intend to play casually, you're just gonna keep keep dying. So that's what I mean by like level of intention on playing. Yeah, I don't have that nope at all. Yes, you do. You just no, choose not I, to. I do not have the damn time. <laughs> you just choose not to. <laughs> I might choose not to, sure, but I just don't have it. It's okay. it's dedicated elsewhere. Okay, okay. <laughs> but all right, Manny, let's move on to the next headline. Alrighty. So EA finally gave out an announcement on Dead Space. You've obviously played that one, right? Yes, I have. I remember playing Dead Space for the for the first time. This was PS3, so quite a while back as well but not as much as the the racing game with the ghost (laughs) but i do remember when i first got this game and ps3 i already i bought my ps3 years after it already released so i was late to the game but that's because everything i own basically i bought with my own money and out of pocket and everything so i just got tired of like having the idea of my parents trying to buy me stuff like growing up because they couldn't afford the stuff Back then, when I was much younger, so I was like, "Why, why have them do that?" So I'll just keep, I'll just do it myself. Let, cause less stress for them. Yeah, yeah. So I remember when I first bought this game, and next, you know, I'm playing in the dark, and I'm like fucking shooting bricks playing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> dark Souls game is actually a scary game to play. I mean, no, a dark, a Dead Space. Dead there space, you go. Dead there space. you go. There you go. Have I been saying Dark Souls this whole time? Uh, you know, I just caught it on this last one, so I'm not sure. Okay. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) But Dead Space was definitely gave me chills when I was playing this game, especially you're just thrown into the game as an engineer with no combat experience in the game and everything. And next, you know, you just have to use your engineering skills to develop weapons to fight off hordes of these necromorphs and everything. Yeah. And from what I remember, even like, the lighting, the music choice. Yes. Like, they did a such a good job just kind of making it like a thriller game. It was a thriller, but, like, also a jump scare. But I think the jump scares had, a, like, a long-term effect to make it a complete thriller. Yeah. Even if yeah. It, even if you know you're not going to experience a jump scare, you just, like, it's just that mentality, like, fuck. In the game, honestly. So... Now, with EA, they did announce a while back that we're going to have a remake of the game, the first one. And they finally uh, did, like, a Twitch stream kind of, like, announcement of what to expect in the game, what we can... New new things, because it's going to be the same story, um, just with some minor tweaks in the story and everything. I think, like, maybe, like, some side quests, side missions and everything. I do remember, like, there was, like, some side quests in the original game. Where, like, you can, like, find treasure rooms and everything. And so, with that, and also, of course, because it's a remake, we're going to have improvements on the graphics, gameplay, scenery, where we're going to see more detail. Like, uh, apparently, we're going to be seeing more 
actual detail on walls, objects, armor, everything. Yeah, I'm sure the way they're going to shadow that thing is going to be so much better now. Yes. And they're actually bringing, because I don't know if you remember, it, the main character's name is Isaac Clark. You, We really didn't hear him speak, or he really didn't actually have a voice actor in the first game. It wasn't until Dead Space 2 and 3 is where they actually gave him a, an actual voice actor. Yeah. So the original voice actor from 1 and 2, they're bringing him in so they can finally give Isaac a voice in Dead Space 1. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm actually excited for that because, um, honestly, I think playing a character without a voice in that type of game, it actually gave it a more of effect on the horror part. Just complete silence most of the time. Yeah, it kind of forced you to get immersed in the scenery yes. and the music tone they chose, which I said, like, yeah, did a really good job of just creating a scenario. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. And, of course, um, combat physics and everything, some tweaks here and there. And they've added a new feature when it comes to combat, especially. Peeling. What's that? What is it? Peeling. Peeling. Define. So what do you remember about how to kill the necromorphs in the game? Uh, Not much. <laughs> I only played the first one. So if you remember to actually kill them, you have to dismember body parts, arms and limbs and everything. Even if you dis- even if you dismember the head, it would still keep running at you because the limbs are still in motion. Yeah, you had to pretty much destroy the whole thing and just keep going. The feature they added on peeling, where you can actually peel off flesh and car- like pieces of body parts to expose bone joints and like organs and everything, to cause more damage and everything interesting or maybe maybe use it for like uh bigger boss fights where like you need to do that instead of just like constantly just shooting shooting like ammo at them and everything just until they die interesting i'm really interested to see how they you know graphically do that yeah i mean of course they showed some like previews into it it's uh, of course it's also unfinished work but it just kind of like left us in awe of like what we could expect for the finished product especially yeah and they did make an announcement they had to reiterate again and i'm actually happy for this there will not be microtransactions in this game oh which ea is famous for in their games for having microtransactions yes i think the episode when we first announced this yes. that was your biggest concern about it that, that that was really my biggest concern so they actually had to re- reiterate and reestablish the idea that no, we're not going to have microtransactions in this game. So, I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, nice, awesome, man. So now you just got to source yourself out, source yourself out a PS5. Yeah, actually, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, is it going to come on that? Uh, oh, I already forgot the name. That other console, the for Steam, the Steam Deck. Yeah, the Steam Deck. I'm going to assume so. You think so? Because the Dead Space games are on Steam anyway. That's what I mean. You might as well just get it for that, right? Yeah, pretty much. So we'll just have to see later on once they... I'm not too sure if they came out in a... They really haven't done like a release date for this game, honestly, because it gives no information, even though it was the main developers uh, doing the Twitch stream conference on this game and everything. So 
We'll have to see. I mean, I won't get the Steam Deck until quarter three of next year. Okay, okay. So we still got a long ways to go. Yeah, and you figured if they were going to do like a holiday, you know, take advantage of the Christmas shoppers, they'd mm-hmm. start giving the release date this year. But yeah, it doesn't look like it. Huh? Or maybe just wait till if it doesn't happen soon by early next year, maybe we can have like an announcement ready up for E3 of next year. Yeah, maybe. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to just be reminded that you that you reminded me that I have the Steam Deck on order. And the possibility of having this game on on there, honestly. I was actually going to ask you if you had an update as far as uh, getting that delivered to you yet. Uh, I mean, I won't get it. The projection for my release date will be quarter three of next year, 2022. The first set that's going to be released is actually at the end of this year, December and quarter one of 2022. But since the Steam Deck, is, the Steam Deck created so much like popularity and demand that they were just over flooded with reservations so they have to time out the release date for certain reservations made at a certain time just for production in specific in particular yeah yeah i think we talked about that the manufacturing couldn't keep up yeah yeah so it's just pretty much keeping up with supply while trying to maintain demand especially as well all right so let's Roll on to the next headline, Manny. So, you used to play Pokemon Go. Yes, I got to beta test it. I was hype. <laughs> I never got the chance. But, uh, so, Niantic actually got into trouble recently, where they were calling boycotts to them. So Hold with, on. So, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So, with, like, the whole, this whole situation with the pandemic and, like, everybody wants a social distance and everything, but how can you social distance in Pokemon Go if you need to congregate with everybody to be able to participate in events, gym battles, uh, Pokemon stops, raid battles, and all that stuff. Well, I mean, you have some pretty good distance. Yeah, So, but Niantic actually increased the distance, the the radius. Oh, okay, okay. And Niantic decided, like, oh, well, we'll we'll, we'll bring it back to the original count in the USA and New Zealand where COVID's not really... uh, a big issue anymore. It's it's still a big issue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, depending on where you are, it's yeah, it's still there. Yeah, so COVID outbreak is still a really big issue where we're seeing like large amounts of outbreaks in New Zealand and here in the U.S. Again, getting retired, uh, getting in time for the winter time, and so it just started causing an influx of like reviews and criticism towards Niantic to bring down to reduce the radius on where they can how they can congregate and you just see all these uh, pokemon go players just worried about like how they can keep themselves safe in smaller congregations and everything so with that uh niantic actually created a task force while increasing the radius back to 80 meters and creating a task force to monitor these situations so they can build like new updates to improve the gameplay for and also improve the safety for the players while they go out to play and enjoy the game. Got it. So who was trying to boycott them? It was just basically like Twitter, like Twitter, Reddit, and all that stuff. It just started getting traction. It didn't didn't say specifically who. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even 
even without expanding their radius is like unless you're like in you know uh santa monica pier <laughs> i've been there yeah yeah no I, so have i that's why I, that's why i say like unless you're somewhere like probably, that probably probably the best time to go when we were still able to like do all these big events halloween oh yeah yeah well but that's what i mean unless you're at somewhere specific like that you can go and enjoy the game and socially distance pretty easy you can stay the fuck away from people yeah but then you got like those like legendary raid battles and everything where everybody wants to get to that raid station and that's what people are kind of worried about that on those parts yeah but i mean even then even then before they even expanded the radius like you still had like what a good 30 meters 40 meters 40 meters 40 meters okay 40 meters unless you're somewhere extremely congested you can keep your 12 feet 20 feet away from everybody yeah. really, really easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the most part, honestly, when I was playing, even before the pandemic, I was pretty much just, like, kind of uh, secluded from people because, like, I wanted to focus on the raid battle while, because they were just, like, arguing, arguing with each other during raids and stuff. He's like, stop using Blissey, stop doing this. And I'm just, like, I'm just minding my own business while participating in the raid battle with everybody. Yeah, I mean, I w- when I played, it was more... Uh catching than the raid than the rating it was more collecting for me yeah but yeah even when i did go ahead and uh do some of the gyms and stuff i I was on my own i I don't need to be around people i don't like people (laughs) i do remember when i went to go do a raid battle and this mom brought her kids and they all had their phones and playing raids and you just see the whole community like the group was just getting pissed off to the point where's the group versus the the karen mom to let their kids play and everything it was like he's like well then have them choose good Pokemon to fucking do this raid. We're trying to take this serious and shit. And it, it just became a shit show at that raid battle. Yeah, that's why I'd rather not be and deal with people. <laughs> True. And that's why I also, when I do like raid battles or when I played Pokemon Go, I would actually take a large group of my own personal friends where I know we can just worry about each other, not everybody else. Got it. All right, so they expanded the radius. Yeah. And pretty much uh, like created like a committee, a task force to like improve safety for players and everything and just like figure out what works best to like inc- to keep the gameplay consistent to, for everybody to enjoy, but also to respect the safety of others. Okay, got it. So, and September 1st is where we're going to see an update. Um from the findings that this task force made to see what they can improve on. All right. Yeah. I mean, besides like expanding the radius of the, of the hot zones for it, I don't really see much else you can do. True. But all right, we'll see you with the update, right? Mm -hmm. All right, Manny, what do we got next? And then we have uh, Wendell Scott. Yes. Wendell Scott. Okay. So without getting like, too too deep into this because i could probably do almost an hour just talking about this (laughs) (laughs) well you know just kind of like we did with the uh some of the other episodes right i think we tried it twice just like how i can like go off and on about waifus and you on wendell scott so he can be your waifu oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no your husband do oh got it got it So, yeah, I, you know, for me, it's more of like a, I'm a history buff, you know? But anyways, Wendell Scott was actually the first African-American man to win a NASCAR Cup Series race 
back in 1963. Any particular cup race? Or uh, Yeah, this was the... Um, was the it the Piston speed- Cup? I'm sorry? Was it the Piston Cup? Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Speedway, Speedway Park in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, okay. Now, mind you, of course, this was in the 60s. Yeah. So what happened was is this was a 200-lap, 100-mile race. Okay. And he won uh, 202 miles in, basically, or 202 laps in. Huh. But the announcers actually um, actually called a different driver the winner. So I mean, it, it was the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this wasn't very far from, you know, it's the South. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but anyways, so they determined... Um, uh, Buck Baker actually won the championship. He was a very famous, very popular driver at the time. And uh, and Scott was actually a very grassroots. Like, it was a two-man crew, very underfunded little team out there racing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, he won. He got his trophy. Well, mind you, again, they announced Baker the winner. He won. He got his trophy, took his pictures, blah, blah, blah. They took off. And Scott, he, you know, he contested it, which is well within his rights. That's a normal thing. It's not, like, totally unheard of to do, right? Yes. And he didn't make anything, like, dramatically crazy about Because, you know, he was confident that he won, that he stayed ahead that whole race, you know? And back then, everything was reviewed, you know, pencil and paper. Yes. Like, <laughs> so it took some time to review it. I think the way they kind of did it was like they would have multiple reviewers marking and tallying lap times, you know? So they had to take all of those and review them to find out who actually won and retally them out. So obviously there's a lot of room for human error. And, you know, let's be honest. Let's be honest about the time, right? And biased error. There could be some bias. Yes, there could be some malicious errors in there, right? But they took about two hours or so to review it, and they determined he was the winner. They cut him a $1,000 check, which was the prize, but he did not get the trophy. Oh, that's bullshit. He did not get, you know, his picture with the trophy girls. and Oh, that would never media. happen. I'm there, sorry. At that time, that would have never happened. I'm sure. <laughs> but there was a bunch of media there. You know, he was the first African-American man to do this. So he would have got like a ton of media coverage, which could have led to, you know, sponsor. Well, okay, maybe not, but <laughs> yeah, I was about to correct you on that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he still would have got some coverage, some notoriety, because you know, I'm sure maybe it's the same back then as it is now. There's not a whole lot of money in it. It's he's doing it for the sport, you know. It mm-hmm. was his pride that he got to win this race, you know. So the two hours it took for them to review it was enough time for everybody to basically leave. And they quietly just packed up their stuff and left, even though they were the champions kind of thing. Yeah. So without, again, getting into too much detail, because like I said, I can go on for over an hour about this guy. But uh, NASCAR actually issued his trophy out. Now he has long passed away. He would have been a yeah, hundred years say old. That. Yeah, he, he would have been a hundred years old by now. But would they? His grandson. Okay, I was about to ask. His like, yes. family. Yes, his grandson. 
his grandson actually uh they did like a promotional video and they had him talking about his grandfather and it was a promotional video for nascar and he pretty much said on the promotional video like hey this happened and i think it's long you know it's long overdue time to for nascar to make it right basically and they did so they finally issued out his trophy for the 1963 victory. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's only a little late, but it's still it's these kind of things that I kind of like seeing coming out of NASCAR, especially given the stigma and history there. You think about it, it's like almost 60 years. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It is almost 60 years. It's It's crazy, crazy. So it's... Like I said, I think we talked about this before a couple times that it's a nice move from NASCAR to be seeing this mm-hmm. shift, right? Yeah. So Wendell Scott, he has a huge, huge resume of racing that he did throughout this time, and I'm sure it was definitely not an easy thing for him to get into and stay in like this. So kind of a good remembrance, and I'm super happy NASCAR did this, and you know, at least his grandson gets to kind of have that memorabilia from him. Definitely. So who knows? Maybe I'll come back and do some more of those uh, unaccepted stories and <laughs> we'll do him later on. Him or uh, or the guy that won with the uh, Buick Grand National. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, that was a super cool one, too. But anyways, Manny, let's get to our next headline. All righty. So we got Hyundai with... N- Okay, I was about to say nitrogen, but it's hydrogen. Yeah, I don't know about nitrogen, Manny. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of ice cream pretty, right now. That's why pretty explodey, but <laughs> I was thinking of ice cream. That's why. Are you hungry? Kind of. Okay, we'll get food after this. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, you remember the 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 Toyota Mirai, right? Yeah, that's the hydrogen powered car. Yeah, the one that everybody likes to fuck around with on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody that I've talked to that or that have talked to me about the Toyota Mirai, they always tell me how they just love bullying those cars on the freeway, because when they gas the pedal, you just see like poop, like this, like a poof of like hydrogen come out of the exhaust, and it's just always funny to them. Well, I think it's steam, right? You see steam, whatever. It yeah, is. it's water steam because yeah. they're they're producing the hydrogen. Yeah. I think basically what you're left with is like. Water, basically. So to them, it's just like funny when they cause them to go road rage. It's like, not that any it should be encouraged to cause road rage on anybody, but it's just it's just funny how they always tell me these stories. Yeah, like poking an octopus till it inks. Yes. <laughs> Do that with a diesel. Ooh. <laughs> but anyway, so Hyundai is actually jumping in on this. Hmm. And they're going to produce a hydrogen-powered sports sedan. Okay. So it seems like they're actually trying to push this as a new alternative fuel, which is interesting because you figure everybody's already, like, dove in 100% on electric. I mean, Mm -hmm. even Hyundai has already produced some electric cars. They're already trying to challenge, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. They were trying to challenge out Tesla, right? Yeah. So they're coming out and they're trying to say that basically this hydrogen will will be bigger. They're trying to they're predicting that basically this thing will be bigger and there's going to be more infrastructure coming for it. So I think it's a super, super interesting concept because. 
I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit sketchy to think about having hydrogen in there. I mean, it's a little bit more kaboomy, you know? It is. It is. But if again, if this can kind of give, I'm, do they even have a good sound? I don't. I don't think I've ever heard a Mirai. So I have never heard a Mirai either. I've seen them on the road next to me, around me, or anything, but I've never heard anything. Huh. I'm gonna look that up. I wonder if you can still get some traditional sounds out of that. Just straight pipe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna sound like a bubble machine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm all for finding the best alternative. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd like to see what they have for sure. And I think it's only going to happen here in California because I think, again, just like the Mirai, I think the lease is only available in California. You can't lease that car anywhere else. and They won't actually yeah, sell it. Yes, yes. I don't know if Hyundai plans to sell these or do a lease only like Toyota, but I'm pretty sure it's only going to be here. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see. Basically, it kind of piqued my interest. I'm really interested to see what kind of like sport car numbers they're going to put out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> let's face it, like Toyota didn't make the Mirai to be a sports anything. <laughs> so it's always been this weird, awkward little fucking hydrogen powered, you know, <laughs> yeah, water producing little car, you know. So we've already seen Hyundai doing, you know, N models for all of their stuff, which is fucking awesome. I can commend them for that, you know? KDM's coming in hot with all that. So I'm interested to see what they do that. Like, how are you going to turn that into a sports sedan? What, what power range is it going to fall under, you know? Power of bubbles. Po bubble power. There we go. <laughs> yes, definitely. I, I think that'd be a really interesting one. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. Um, Apparently, they're going to do a promotional information drop right like a teaser whatever you want to call it they should have spongebob on that promotion right a just have like a krabby patty as the car body yes and <laughs> just bubbles everywhere but uh it's gonna be september 7th okay so, so they're gonna do that on youtube okay nice so i'm gonna keep a good eye out for it because i'm really interested to see what's september what it's gonna be about seven that's a tuesday that is, we might actually be able to uh, maybe delay recording and check it out. Yeah. So we'll see, depending on what time it actually drops on September 7th, mm -hmm. we can check it out and have an update next week. Yeah. But uh, let's roll on to the next one, Manny. Uh, so you wanted to point out a certain product that I purchased recently. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were talking about, for some reason, it seems like Instagram stories is pushing out way more ads than they normally do. Yes. And you you mentioned something that, like, it annoys you, but you wouldn't have gotten something without him. Yes, that is true. So what was this purchase, Manny? It's a, it's a voice box, basically, with... Integrated uh, anime girl voices and dialogue. So basically, you can hook this up to your car, and the moment you turn on auxiliary power, it just goes with a loudspeaker and just like announces. It can do like multiple different voices, uh, dialogues as well, and volumes. And like, it's like welcome driver, ara ara, all that other stuff. 
So basically, it's called like waifu in a prison box. Waifu in a prison box. Something like that. I'd have to look it up again. Okay. Or waifu prison box, maybe. So you turn your car on. From what the vi- from what the promotion uh, video is said, it's just like you just push in your key, and it just like it just gives you the voice. So I'm guessing like maybe turn the key on to auxiliary to activate it. Not necessarily actually turn on the car. Yeah, I'm sure it has to go to accessories, and it can activate a relay somewhere. Yeah, something like that. Okay. So I, when I first saw that uh, ad on IG stories, I sent it to our buddy Tommy. And then he screenshotted something and he sent it, sent it, sent it to me, and it was basically his order confirmation. And then I already ordered mine, so I sent it to him. It was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be fun once we get that. It is a pre-order, so we're just waiting to see when we're gonna get it. Maybe in quite probably like about three weeks. Maybe we're just speculating because that's how pre-orders usually work. Okay, um, but. It's gonna be fun testing it out. I'm gonna for sure. It's gonna be put in the Mustang. Okay, got it. Oh, is it gonna go inside your pillow? I don't have the pillows anymore. Oh no. No. I thought you still did. I do, but I honestly I just got bored of them, so I just put them away in storage. Okay, I thought you sold them all sticky. <laughs> that's, that's Leo. That's Leo. We even confirmed that last time that his pillows can stand up. Oh no, no, I did not need to know that. I'm just making jokes. If I remember, he said that on the podcast last time. Did he? I think I remember. Oh, well, I mean, if not, you just kind of burnt him. Oh, he's good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a daily dose of burning. Goddamn. If it ain't him, it's Sparky. I I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, so me and him, me and Tommy are excited to once we get that, so we can play around with it in our cars. There you go. There you go. I'm definitely gonna put the Ada Ada voice, the Onesan voice. <laughs> Tommy, who knows? Maybe some lolly voice. Who knows? Yeah, I'm just gonna hear you in front of the house turning your car on and off. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? That's if I have the windows down. <laughs> okay. I mean, I. I feel like something that simple could be integrated into like infotainment systems by now. Possibly, I think I think someone actually hardwired it inside of it so it's like not visible. I think I remember seeing something like that a while back, but I haven't seen anything else later on about that stuff. Okay. Yeah, cuz I mean like a lot of like aftermarket infotainment systems mm-hmm. are pretty much Android based. They are. They are. Do anything with that motherfucker. I know a buddy of mine, he had a old cassette radio stereo in his car, like the like the OEM stereos that had like the cassette players and everything. Yeah. And he basically took it all apart, added modded it a little bit inside of it, and he's able to press a button on it, even if he doesn't have the cassette. You know, you remember like those cassettes with the wire and everything. Um, you just put the cassette in, it has a wire, you can hook it up to your phone, and you can play your music on your phones. Yeah, an auxiliary cable. Yeah, but integrated with the cassette player, basically. Yeah. So he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to have that anymore. So he can just press a button and it activates the Bluetooth, basically, a feature. While okay. keeping it, while keeping it look like original and everything, the stereo and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's pretty nice. I don't know how he did it, but yeah. Yeah, seems a lot. Of, well, I mean, I guess if you really want to keep that OEM look for sure. Yeah. 
I'm more yeah, of the I mean, type like let's rip it out, do some shit. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the the with the classic cars, the American classic cars. They don't want to like put like aftermarket stereos. They want to keep like the look on the dash with the original stereo and everything. So what they'll do is that they'll put the actual stereo inside the glove uh, glove compartment. Yes, I actually I think I've seen that several times. I see it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you're gonna have to do a video of that for sure when you get. Oh, trust me, trust me. We're we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be playing around with it a lot. Trust me. Okay, okay, got it, got it. I think we need to uh, maybe put one in my wife's car and like hide it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Okay, okay. Now, if you had a specific anime character. Besides Rika, I know Rika's your your waifu. In your voice, in uh, to welcome you in your car every time you go inside, who would it be? Ooh, I am not sure. Um, you know what? I don't know about welcoming, but exiting. I want the narrator from Cowboy Bebop. Okay. So whenever I uh whenever I exit the car, it'll do the see you later, cow- space cowboy. <laughs> see you later, cowboy. Okay, okay. I see it. So I maybe not it. an entry, but I could do an exit. Okay. No, I can I can definitely see it, honestly. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. <laughs> not bad, not bad. How about you? Ah. Uh, okay. Since you didn't really choose an actual waifu then to say when, because that that wasn't that was a male voice that said that, right? Yes. So if I actually had to choose, I would actually do the tsunami voice. The tsunami voice. Okay, all right. Like the whole just narrator voice. Yeah, the, the whole narrator voice. Oh, okay, okay. So we're it, doing it, throwbacks. Yes, we're doing throwbacks. <laughs> we're doing throwbacks. I mean, all unless right. I want Optimus Prime. You don't have a Camaro, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought of a meme right now. I was like. Um, it showed Optimus Prime and like Chris Evans as Captain America, and like if you had, if you had one of these two as your like, your generals to give you speech, who would you follow? It was like, hey man, Optimus Prime actually legit had me standing up in the movie theaters like if I was ready to fight some Decepticons. So I was like, just imagine just having Optimus Prime just like welcome you into your car and just ready to <laughs> get, get you ready to <laughs> battle and stuff. <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> I can see it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a Camaro thing now, but <laughs> true, honestly. Yeah, there, there's there's nothing more basic really than think that the now. Fast, I mean, not the Fast and Furious movies, but the uh, the Transformers really didn't do justice for the Camaro, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, it was an attempt. It was an attempt. It yes. was an attempt, sponsored to all hell, and I mean. I think it did well to sell. It did. It did. I mean, it, but it, I I feel like it's one of those that makes you cringe whenever you see one now that still has the emblem and it comes yes. in the yellow. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like seeing that uh, Eclipse Spider from the first Fast and Furious. Oh, yes. Every time I see one of those, I'm just like, especially convertible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes it it kind of has that effect for me now 
So, I mean, I'm sure it helped for sale numbers at the time. Long term wise, no, I don't. I don't think it helped. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. All right. What else do we have, Manny? Uh, I mean, I don't think you have any car updates, do you? I, uh, I mean, I do when I don't. We will. I'm saving it for a future episode. Mm-hmm. I'm saving it for a future episode. Is really what it is. Right now, I'm just still watching the car market and trying not to uh, pretty much get bent over with these car prices right now. Yeah, the the car market's pretty. It, it it's kind of dying down, but it's still pretty hot. Yeah, it, it's still high. They started to go down a wee bit. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm in that comfort zone just yet to pull the trigger and at least on that part of the car update, like I'm still debating what car and which what's the best way to go about it. Cause you know, right now the, uh, I guess the hunt is more for something to tow. Yes, definitely. I, that's what I was going to actually say right now. I think like, yes, you can like probably like focus on, what kind of car you want to like be more serious when it, especially be more serious on racing now, but you definitely want to focus more attention on like what you're going to use to transport it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have a couple, a couple of options basically. Well, I mean, obviously there's plenty of options, but mm-hmm. I guess as far as what I want and where I should find that balance point of, Budget and utility. <laughs> Budget, utility, and comfort, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be like the most comfortable. I mean, this is you're talking to a guy that dailies around an old piece of shit Crown Vic. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> I will drive something if it means it's budget friendly. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, the Crown Vic is a car that's reliable i can drive it into the ground since i do have a very far commute i'll drive it into the ground and when it's done i'll kick it to the curb and buy another one <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm doing uh man actually i really should track it because i think i'm on track to do 30 i think i might get to thirty-six thousand miles in one year okay just one year of driving the car so I, I think I'm on track. I'm I'm at about 28 right now, I think. So it's, again, it's, I don't mind if it's not the most luxurious thing, you know? Mm-hmm. My whole thing about, like, selling the Type R and making my moves to get out on the track more often is budget. Mm-hmm. Budget is the number one factor for me. Because <laughs> at the end of the day... Um, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's money spent and time out there. As much as I would like to do this from another way, I feel like I would spend way more money, mm-hmm. which, you know, again, we'll get into in another episode, but yeah. yeah, at least as far as truck, I'm thinking either going on a brand, brand new route or maybe a used route. Mm-hmm. Like a like a newish used route, I guess. Don't worry. If it's used, it's new to you. It's new to me, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, the first the first thought was to kind of go with like I mean, early two thousand suburban, like a four thousand dollar fucking thing, you know? 
which I think I could keep running. It's a super simple motor to work on. Parts are abundant and they're stupid reliable. Just get those 24 inches with spinners. No. It's going to be like the under, uh, Need for Speed Underground two days. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so that was kind of like my first thought. The only thing is that, and, you know, my wife keeps telling me like, hey, if you break down, you have the truck and the trailer with car to worry about. And I'm like, that's a fair point. <laughs> that is a fair point. That is. And, you know, I live, the closest track is two hours away. Mm-hmm. I'm not really counting Fontana anymore because it might go away in the future. Yeah. In, the, yeah. in the in the new, in the near future, I guess. So other than that, it's Big Willow, and that's like two, maybe two and a half hours away from me. What about Chuckwalla? I think that's still like three from me. Okay. I think. Still have to go there. <laughs> so it, it does, you know, she keeps alarming me to that question of like, hey, if you break down out there, it's not like you can just tow that home and fix it. Like you norm, like I do with everything else, you know. If I get a big breakdown, I tow it home and fix it or I can fix it on the side of the road, whatever, you know. But if I'm towing, I kind of have other stuff to worry about with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe going with something a little bit newer would be wise <laughs> true because it's yeah almost every track is very far for me so that kind of has me leaning towards that direction now we'll see i, I mean I'm, I'm gonna weigh out all the options while the market chills the fuck out <laughs> yeah the, yeah it really does honestly <laughs> yeah it's it's fucking wild dude and i've been really trying to resist and i'm looking at them all the time <laughs> so Hopefully soon we'll have a good update going and we'll we'll see about getting back out on the track hopefully sooner than later because I, I really want to make the October NASA event, that mm-hmm. Button Willow, which is kind of like, I believe that's their like uh, season kickoff. Is it? Yeah, I think that's the first event for their season because we do the summer break, which basically is kind of like the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think they have nationals coming up, and then uh, October starts the new season. Okay, okay. I will double-check on that, but I think that's the way it goes. So I would love for the market to chill out and give me enough time to make the October event. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the goal is at right now, and I'm seriously watching out for any inconspicuous hidden deals. <laughs> like a hawk right now, man. <laughs> But we'll see. Hopefully the market complies and uh, we can get that going. Definitely. Then we'll see about trying to schedule you for Auto Club again. <laughs> mm, that is true. But I feel like I wanted to like try smaller tracks though. Just oh, to, like that's just right. honestly just to, like build to build some like experience maybe first before going back out onto a bigger track. Let's let's talk about this offline and we'll we'll see about maybe doing a little event. Yeah. But with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Definitely. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Unaccepted Pod. And we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really does help. Share the episode with a friend. Any interactions on those uh, platforms that host us really helps out a lot. Definitely. But with that, you guys can uh, email us if you got any questions, comments, concerns, 
Death Threats, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios.